Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. PFF NFL Daily right now reacting live to week three. All the Sunday action prior to Sunday Night Football, Sam. So as always, a lot to break down, a lot to talk about, but let's start on your end. We've got a couple big, you know, Bills lose, Chiefs lose, Bucks lose. A lot to talk about. What are your biggest takeaways so far from week three? Yeah, I mean, that Kansas City loss, I think, was maybe the most surprising loss of the season, certainly one of the most surprising losses of the season, to me anyway. Um, I thought they matched up extremely well with the Indianapolis Colts. And even in the game, they were having joy, like, consistently. It's kind of crazy that they somehow managed to to lose that game by the end of it. Um, But a huge upset there. The Buffalo-Miami game was, I think, just a fantastic game, sort of start to finish. It was the biggest test we were going to see from Buffalo. They were basically playing without their starting secondary. They were missing a bunch of other players as well. Um, the Miami Heat ended up making them lose even more over the course of the game. They were down four players by the end of the game. The I NBA think, team? Heat. That's not fair. The Dolphins, they recruited the Heat? Yeah, to, to Heat stroke. Um, to So Buffalo was really up against it and still almost managed to pull it out at the end. But it looks like Miami is absolutely for real. I think even in defeat, Buffalo showed that they were for real just, you know, with all those injuries. So those are two of the most compelling games of the weekend. Yeah, me. absolutely. Let's, uh, let me start with that Bills-Dolphins game because, as you said, it, it, it just was a battle, right? I mean, two undefeated teams in the AFC East. We always joke that crazy stuff happens in Miami, and it does, right? It's it's a tough place to play, and it's a good Dolphins team. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa gets knocked out of the game, ends up coming back. Teddy Bridgewater came in for for two pass attempts, but Tua comes in, helps lead the fourth quarter comeback, and then after all that, looked like the Dolphins had sealed the deal, but they you know throw it incomplete and give the Bills another opportunity. They have a safety on a punt. I mean, the whole thing was quite punt. compelling, right? <laughs> uh, but it, for to me, it was as much as we love talking about the flashy things and you know these clean games, and that's what the Bills had been doing so far. These are those playoff caliber you know type of games. They put the ball in Josh Allen's hands. I mean, sixty three pass attempts. He got sacked four more times. He was also the leading uh, carrier for with eight attempts for the Bills. This was just everything on Josh Allen for the Bills, and I think those injuries just caught up to them. But then you got to credit the Dolphins for being in this type of heavyweight fight saying, hey, we can compete with this team that everybody acknowledged is the best team in the NFL coming into this. 
And from Buffalo's perspective, it almost worked. The whole just, you know, let Josh Allen figure it out. He'll he'll make something happen. You know, Miami blitzed Josh Allen. That was one of the things we were debating going into the game. Do you do that? Do you not? Because either way, Allen's been destroying everything that's been put in front of him recently. They did stick with the blitz. They blitzed him, what, 27 times over the course of that game. That's a pretty damn big number, even uh, bearing in mind the number of dropbacks that Josh Allen had in total. And then he was making just enough plays to keep it going, to keep it going, to extend on a fourth down, to extend on third downs, and then just missed the one. You know, had that one shot, had a, had a touchdown, and didn't get it, underthrew it randomly, sort of inexplicably. Um, and just the one play he didn't have there drops that, and that kind of was the difference between the two teams in the game. But I, I think for the Bills to go to get that close, given what they were dealing with, um, is pretty impressive. Like. There's a sort of debate as to how much home field advantage really exists in the NFL. This was an example of where it really can exist. And maybe it's only a September kind of deal. Yeah. But temperatures upwards of 100. It's, it's, in, it's in a stadium where only one sideline has the sun. So Buffalo is sitting there baking in the 100 degree heat all afternoon while Miami is in the shade wearing white. You know, all these things that were just working against the Bills. By the start of the third, or by the end of the third quarter, they had three guys that had gone down with uh, heat injuries, you know, heat stroke, essentially. Stephon Diggs was cramping up. Isaiah McKenzie was cramping up. Like, the heat absolutely played a big part in this game, and that, that ultimately is... Like that's a home field advantage, and that Miami crowd also sounded like they were they were into it. That was as loud as I've heard that stadium, um, and they're fired up. The Dolphins moved to three and zero. I just want to circle back to the Chiefs Colts game. Crazy finishes. Essentially, it was a Chris Jones personal foul, which looked like it was more of a verbal personal foul that prolonged the Colts game winning drive. They left the Chiefs with no time on the clock, about 20 something seconds. The Colts didn't make the same mistake the Bills made last year. They kicked it right to the goal line, cost the Chiefs a little bit of time in that comeback attempt. So uh, credit the Colts, man. They, they played tough. Gus Bradley, I didn't think that they had it in them to, to slow down Mahomes and the Chiefs, but they did. Um, and so 20 to 17, the Colts win that game. Got to credit the Ravens too, bouncing back from that disaster against the Dolphins last week, 37 to 26 over the Patriots. And look, there's two sides to this story. Lamar Jackson making some big plays, both uh, through the air and on the ground. But now Mac Jones for the Patriots in terrible pain at the end of the game. And we'll have to wait and see. But the Patriots could be without their quarterback as they're sitting there at one and two right now. Yeah, the <clears throat> I believe they said the X-rays on Mac Jones were negative. He didn't, he hasn't broken anything. But the the medical people out there on Twitter are saying that's a sort of that's the mechanism of a high ankle sprain. And if he hasn't broken anything, it's it's likely a high ankle sprain. And then you know the the timetable for that. But yeah, unfortunate for Mac Jones, particularly you know right at the death and just had his leg kind of bent up under Calais Campbell, who's pretty extremely large human being to be collapsing down your leg. That just sucks for him and. Mac Jones kind of battled in this game. Like he pulled out a couple of spectacular plays as well, had some bad ones as well. Like threw the ball right to the defense, um, but you know was making a couple of spectacular plays. It was a fourth down. He kept going that shouldn't have been converted, and he managed to get it. There was a little lateral rugby play that Almost. they disallowed because the man's knee was on the floor. I mean, look, who cares? It's it's offloading in the tackle. It doesn't matter where his knee is <laughs> still, on the play. Still a I fun say, play. Let it roll. 
on the, um, but that was a pretty spectacular play as well. On the near two-point conversion. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers could bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up. Same game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings for up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? make things even sweeter. You can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code PFF only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show, show, see show notes for details. Oh, I almost made it. Almost made it. Kirk Cousins, big-time throw in the comeback for the Minnesota Vikings. It looked like the Lions had this game in hand, but the Vikings hung tough, make a spectacular comeback this week. That was a huge game. You've got the uh, Tennessee Titans get on the board for their first win over the Raiders. We mentioned that was going to be a pivotal game. And the final score doesn't show it, but the Philadelphia Eagles winning 24 to eight, third straight week, they've scored 24 in the first half and kind of, you know, slowed up a little bit in the second half, but another dominant outing essentially when it mattered against the Washington Commanders. I mean, the Eagles might be the best team in the NFL right now. Seriously, they, they legitimately might be. They're, there were the numbers that were sort of flying around this game at one point were ridiculous. Like, um, the Eagles had 300-plus yards of passing, and Washington had negative yards of passing. When you factor in the, the sack uh, yardage attached to Carson Wentz, the Eagles' defense was able to get out after him with just four, rush the passer, sack Carson Wentz repeatedly, cause all kinds of problems. They, they couldn't get anything going until relatively late in the game and yeah the Eagles just absolutely destroyed on offense put up a ton of points this was Devontae Smith's coming out party you know all the plays that he didn't make last year the ones that usually sort of rely on being a bigger stronger body the the mossing plays at the catch point just going up over defenders and doing that he was able to do that in college hadn't really seen it from him yet he had at least two of those plays uh, against Washington had another spectacular sort of sideline catch that we're more familiar with him making but like this was the game that showed that hey AJ Brown is great but Devontae Smith like don't rule out the idea they could have two number one receivers at the end of all this instead of just one and a guy whose life is made easier by the fact that AJ Brown is now there so the Eagles look great and then one of the last games of the afternoon slate the Tampa Bay Bucks, Green Bay Packers. Packers win 14 to 12. Weird game. Bucks, I mean, the, the Packers get up early, 14 to 3. They're moving the ball. Didn't do anything offensively. After that, both teams a little depleted as far as their receivers go. Uh, Bucks, especially on the, you know, their top three receivers all out this week. But uh, it was, we said it might be low scoring on the PFF NFL podcast. Mm-hmm. It really was. Both teams struggling to create offense, but a failed two point conversion seals it for the, for the Packers. And it's going to be a huge game down the, ro- down the road when we're talking about playoff implications. Yeah, we, the, all the, the talk heading into the game is GOAT versus GOAT, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. And it's like neither one of these guys has any receivers to work with. It's a low-scoring affair. Like defense is king here. It's, you know, can either one of these guys like lead a, a long-scoring drive and sort of put this game to bed? And ultimately, Brady almost got all the way back and just – a uh, spectacular play from Devondre Campbell to break up the two-point conversion and seal the win. All right, as always, we'll have the full recap tomorrow morning on the PFF NFL podcast. But for now, it's our instant reaction to week three. Let us know what caught your eye in week three. It's the PFF NFL Daily.